Whether you are the youngest, the oldest, the smallest, the tallest, the newest Christian, the oldest Christian, the every part of this church, whether you are down here, whether you are over there, whether you are over there, or whether you are over there, you have abundant gifts given to you by God. And you have a job to use those gifts. Nobody is not part of this church. Nobody is not part of what God wants to do. And I'm going to go back to my sermon in a minute, but for the moment I'm going to continue out of it. Uh, none of you are in a space that God doesn't want to use you. Like that wine of Cana, God's gifts are abundant. They do not run out. They do not stop. But they need to be used. Every single one of us, throughout the Old Testament, oh, in a minute, in a little bit, we're going to do our covenant service. We're all going to do our covenant service. If people don't know what that is, that's our death card. Apart coming from Methodist tradition, it's our declaration of us using ourselves for God's glory this year. And we're all going to join in that prayer together, whether we are the smallest, whether we are the tallest, whether we are the youngest, whether we are the oldest. As we join together and devote ourselves to use our gifts to build God's kingdom. In this building, in this region, in this town, in this country, to the end of the earth. Throughout the Old Testament, and actually most near East culture, wine is considered a shorthand for blessing. When wine is used, it's often talking about you'll be blessed because you'll have a lot of wine. Amos says, blessings, blessings, a wine falls off the mountains and hills. I make everything right again for my people Israel. Jesus' first time is turning water into wine to show the abundant blessings he's going to give. Then what is he trying to tell in this story? He's going to give us those blessings. He's giving us those blessings. That whole list, all of those blessings were blessings in the Bible. They were gifts in the Bible. <coughs> there is that catch <coughs> that if you don't use them, they're not being used. Why is why are people not discovering about God? Why is God's kingdom being seen so negatively in society? Why is our society so down on God? When our gifts include encouragement, giving, mercy, things that our society sees as massive positives, the only reason for that disconnect I can come up with is because we aren't using those gifts in the way God is intending to. We say, I am not somebody at the front, so I cannot do it. I am too small. I cannot do it. I am too old. I cannot do it. I am too important. I am too unimportant. We make excuses for not glorifying God. I think, I hope, that only one conversation is going on with that. I suspect two conversations are going on. I suspect conversation one when I think I have this gift, I think you have this gift, 
And if that was you, and if that was your grouping, I challenge you to have a think about that and how you're using those gifts. And if you don't think you are, or you don't think you could be using them more, then do so. I am as bad as this for anyone else. Why am I around so little? Because I say I'm too busy. So this is a, this is a telling off of me, more than it's an exhortation to you. Conversation two, however, would have been people saying, I don't think I have gifts. I have this all of it over there to me. If that is you, I say to you, but in Christ we are one body. And each part of this body belongs to every other part. We all have gifts. They differ according to the grace God has given us. Do you have the gift of prophecy? Then use it according to your faith. If your gift is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then come and teach. If it's encouragement, then encourage. Is it giving to others? Then give freely. Is it being a leader? Then work hard at it. Is it showing mercy? Then do so cheerfully. 